Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's up? This is season two of our new podcast, National Football League. We review on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. And since this is our off season, we're gonna review the free agents. Let's go. Okay, Ron, we've been off off the air for about a month now. A lot has happened between now and a month. Uh, let's, let's get this out of the way because when we initially did the show, Brady was out of the picture. He was retired. Uh, fast forward to like maybe three weeks later, they catch him. They like leap breed. It's not even liberating. He's basically on national TV <laughs> with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and he's like, "I got one more year." So he spilled the beans without spilling the beans. What'd you say? Yeah, and honestly, I I was shocked. Like, I know a lot of people um, on the radio said they weren't really surprised uh, that he decided to to uh, come back, but I was shocked. You know. You know, once you announce that you're leaving, that's generally it. Unless, you know, you're like Brett Favre, who changed your mind like every two seconds. But, I, you know, I thought he had made the decision that that was it. Um, not that he couldn't play anymore. Obviously, he's still talented and they were in the playoffs, uh, had a pretty decent run despite the injuries. But I just thought, you know, that it was that he made the decision. It was time. So I was shocked that he, uh, he came back. You know, I. It, I wasn't too shocked because it came back because I, from what I was reading, it was like it was very vague and uh, apparently he like didn't move right away. He kind of stuck around. He kind of felt out the San Francisco 49ers. He kind of felt out Tampa Bay Buccaneers who owned his rights. So it was almost like, fine, I'm going to come back one more year because I'm on the contract with you guys. So I'm going to come back. So yeah, so Brady's back, which means that the Bucks have one more shot at it, right? Because that that division is a sorry division. Yeah, uh, the entire uh, NFC conference is really up for grabs at this point. We'll talk about all the departures from the NFC over to the AFC, but yeah, the division is up for grabs. The NFC is up for grabs, and you know he's been slowly recruiting some of the players uh, that were on the team last year, recruiting them back to tampa so why not uh make another run you know uh for it so good for them so yeah good good for them good for them and good for us because now we have the third team a third topic that we can talk about during the year right uh so who who do you want to start i i written the biggest one because i know we're going to get to watson but i want to start with with russell because he actually switched teams um went to the from Seattle to Denver. So it does this mean that Denver is a contender now? Absolutely. Um, you know, they they were a contender contender last year just a quarterback away from uh, you know, being in the playoffs basically. So yeah, absolutely. They got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, and now, you know, Russell Wilson at quarterback. So they're in good shape. Unfortunately, the competition now in the AFC is just it in their 
the vision itself, the competition is going to be in, insane. Uh, so, well, but, if you had to choose about who, which division has the most talented QBs, would you say the NFC, the AFC West, or the AFC North? The West, for sure. It has to be. Um, I mean, you're talking. You mean you don't trust your quarterback, Trubisky? I think he is going to be all right. I think he's going to be. I think most people think he's going to be much better than you know what he was in Chicago, and I think you know our defense uh, hopefully will improve and he can carry us. Uh, but no, when I look at like quarterbacks in general uh, for the division, I I don't think you can compare AFC North to what's going on with uh, you know. You know, Wilson, Mahomes. No, yeah, this, there's no compa- comparison at all. I mean, if we really, if we think about it, this AFC conference overall, if you don't have just a, a viable option at QB, it don't, it's it's almost like you already have one foot at the playoffs, right? Yeah, and we talked a little bit about that through text, um, and we'll dive into our teams at the end to, to talk about what the expectations are at this point but yeah I mean I think we walked into the offseason thinking that both you know the Patriots and Steelers you know would have a chance to put together some signings uh, you know figure out a few key uh, pieces for their teams and be right back in the hunt as they were this year but now with all the moves that's taken place um especially at the quarterback position, I feel we're probably on the outside, both teams, uh, looking in. Uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for, for both of our teams. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually like the AFC North QB situation because even though AFC, it looks on paper, it looks like they have better QBs, you know, first-year coaches, they kind of struggle. And... Even though it's going to be his first year as a Raiders coach, and the, and the Raiders are going to be stacked, I don't think that it's going to be, like, you know, successful right away. Well, I, I don't see success right away for Deshaun either, right? Because there's a good chance um, that he ends up getting suspended. Um, so I, I'm thinking right off the bat he's missing most of uh, next year. And that's a, an assumption I'm making, but... You know, I, I think when they trade it for him, that's with the expectation that, you know, they're really punting on uh, having him next year, where they're thinking 2024 and, and beyond. Yeah, I think, and they just signed uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, the Browns did. So it's almost like an insurance policy because mm-hmm. they know that Watson may come back, but then be suspended by the NFL. So, yeah, I, I mean, this trade, and let's get into it. This trade for Watson, I know they. it looks like they're going all in on Watson. Um, but do, do you think that he he's clear, like he should be playing? Well, I don't know. Um, what I will say, though, is um, Cleveland's going to take, uh, you know, some heat for sure, publicity. Uh, for making the uh, trade. Any team that he ended up with is going to end up with that publicity. Having said that, everyone that's uh, been piling on against Deshaun Watson at this point, I'm kind of sick of 
hearing about it, to be honest with you, because in this country, you know, they say that you're innocent until proven guilty. And, at the, you know, so far, at least criminally, uh, no charges have been filed. So we'll see what happens, uh, you know, in, in uh, court with these uh, allegations, um, you know, and if he ends up settling versus, you know, pursuing it and uh, all the way through. Uh, but you know, um, I you know I I'm not gonna jump all over the allegations and what he allegedly has done un- until there's been a resolution uh, on that. So, well, you are taking the high road. I'm taking the low road because there's still 22 civil uh, accusations out there, um, and they don't need to be criminally liable. Because remember, on the there's still a seven year, uh, seven years until someone, another prosecutor can pick it up, another prosecutor can bring him to a grand jury. So he's he's not like cleared one hundred percent. So that's one thing. And and I'm not saying that it's not highly probable that he's done something inappropriate i think for sure it's very probable very probable it's you know he's done something inappropriate what i am saying though is let's let's wait for it to go through the the entire process let's see what comes out of it um before we immediately say he doesn't belong in the nfl no team should trade for him we should just end his career right here well i no one nobody's saying that who's saying that well let me I don't think anyone's saying. Nobody's saying he's. I, I, think, I think the way I think people are saying. Well, from what I'm reading on on Twitter, mostly, uh, <laughs> and it's not just from women, right? It's from men too. They're criticizing the move to say, "Why would you go after someone with all of these a- accusations until it's been resolved? Um, why is Deshaun getting all this pu- publicity?" And we, why are we not focusing on what, you know, is is still pending at this point? Well, that's what I mean. If it's listen, he was he was gonna make thirty five million. So I know Houston was not about to pay thirty five million for somebody to sit in the bench. So I think Houston there was like, hey, Cleveland, you take this issue because it is. I'm not gonna say it's a problem because we don't know yet, but it is an issue. So here, here, Cleveland, take this issue off our back. And not only do they take it, I think, and I don't know all the details of the pay, but he's making a heck of a lot of money. And the amount of draft picks that they gave up, you know, three first-round picks, one third-round pick, two fourth-round picks, that's, that's, uh, that's basically mortgaging your future. So you put, like, your entire invest, you invest in your entire future into, again, an uh, issue. Deshaun Was- it's an issue because he might, like you said, he might not play this year. So yeah. now he's removed two years from playing. Now he's still in his twenties. He's very young. He's still gonna be good. But then when he does come back to play, are those? It's, did he settle those civil infractions? Yeah, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know, know what's gonna happen. And, we don't- and then if he does settle, if he does settle out of court, and he pays each of those twenty-two. Five claimers is that admitting guilt 
I don't think it's necessarily admitting guilt. You'll never know that. But I think either way, if he settles, if, if this ends up in some sort of settlement, he's getting suspended. If he fights this all the way through and he wins, there's no suspension. But now he has to wait and then he has to wait for a court day. Right. And, you know, it's like starting the whole criminal process all over again, except it's in, it's in civil, in the civil lawsuit. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, you know, the Cleveland Browns basically took on Watson and he might not play for them for another year or a year and a half. Well, you know, you and I have talked about Deshaun. I was all in, you know, for Pittsburgh. Um, when the room, when there were some rumors, and, and, he, and normally I ignore everything I hear. We, you know, I told you this before. Every single theory I hear in the offseason, I ignore it. I take it with a grain of salt. I don't believe it. Um, there were rumors that he had made his mind up. He wanted to go to Pittsburgh, and and it was like a definitive thing. He was going there, and it was going to happen. And then he, when it didn't happen, it was like, okay, he really wanted to go there, but Pittsburgh didn't want him, or they were they were interested, but weren't willing to give up the amount of picks or whatever. So it really, you know, uh, it wasn't a valid offer, basically. Well, and like I told you earlier, I commend Pittsburgh for doing that because you don't want to leverage half of your future draft picks for a guy that might or might not settle out of court, might or might be guilty or not guilty. That's too many questions. I think the well, owners so of the paper Steelers were right. They were like, you know what? He might have all the talent in the world. But we don't want the problems. See, I'm not sure I, I agree. I mean, I can sit here today and say, yeah, from a moral standpoint, they took the right approach. And, you know, Trubisky is going to be a better fit. You don't have to deal with the noise. But again, we just talked about the quality of quarterbacks in the AFC. You're rolling with Trubisky and you could have had Watson in like 2024, basically. Uh, you could, you know, and again, they, they've done dealt with this before right with, with Roethlisberger obviously not to the extent of 22 different allegations um, so but they, they're a team that have been through this before um, I think the way society is if you're an extremely great talent it may take four five six seven ten years eventually some of the noise once you're on the field and you're playing and performing to your you know pro bowl like um and you're bringing potential super bowls people aren't i'm not saying they're going to forget about it completely but they're they're going to like let that go on you know until you're it's time to retire and someone wants to bring it up again um what i'm saying i guess is if i if i was a steelers gm and i don't know if they you know how serious they looked into it but i would have certainly uh, knowing the state of the AFC and know the state of my team, I think I would have given it a really, really hard consideration. Now, with this smoke, there's a high chance of this fire. And I, I think Watson is a smoking fire alarm. And why even why even touch it? And remember, remember at the beginning of the season when there was a chance that the Patriots might grab Deshaun Watson? And I was excited, and then all those allegations came out of nowhere. It, almost like all at once, like Houston said, no, you're definitely not going to get Watson. And the Patriots, I don't think they even looked into it. I think they were like, you know what, let's move on. And well, I think, you, I mean, you, they were coming off the whole AB situation too, right? So, well, they, they were, were com no, they were already, they didn't have, they were basically, 
They didn't make the playoffs. They were, you know, what's his name? Cam Newton was coming back. And they were like, we do we roll with Cam Newton or do we get Deshaun Watson a try? And, you know, all that stuff came out. And they were like, nope, no, thank you. And I think, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers and I think the New England Patriots are like, listen, no matter how talented you are on the field, and I know, I know that they had the Pittsburgh Steelers had a B in their team. Hmm? It's like, listen, you have to take care of your business when you're off the field. That's easy to say, uh, and obviously every team wants that. But it's much it's different when you're a quarterback or whatever player. It doesn't have to be a quarterback if they are extremely talented. And that's what Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback in the NFL when he's playing. Um, so I think any team would have would have been willing. Most teams, let me not say any team. Most teams would have been willing to overlook it. Now, and if you believe, and I do, uh, what the Houston camp was saying, it wasn't just these four teams that we've heard about at the end that were in it. Uh, there were plenty of other teams that reached out, but just including the Steelers. But the the the. Uh, what you know what Houston was asking was just way, way too much so that you know I think any team that doesn't have a quarterback or needs to improve in the quarterback situation would have been looking uh I think every team would was doing their due diligence to to think about okay can we deal with the public noise uh for two three four years however long it takes uh, knowing that, you know, is it worth it knowing that we'd have one of the top five quarterbacks in the, in the league? I think every team was interested. Um, it's just the, in terms of the cost uh, from draft picks, uh, the cost of like the publicity. But that's what, it, I'm, that's what I mean is that every team has a limit. And maybe Cleveland didn't have that limit. Good for them. But I was just saying, you're not going to give out mortgage your future just to get this once-in-a-lifetime talented. No team is that dumb. No team is going to be like, you know what? He might play two or three years down the line, and you're going to have all our number one picks for the next three years. Listen, Cleveland, I hope that this works out for you. And if it doesn't, it just well another it, brand, another notch on the belt of how bad the Browns you, are. Yep, yeah, the, the Browns are the Browns, period. But I'll say this. If I was in their shoes, I would have made the move, too. And because they are constructed to win today, they just need a quarterback. So, just like the Steelers, they they both were in the basically in the playoffs, right? They just don't have a quarterback. Um, so they the the Browns are constructed to win. They're just that's just the only piece that's missing. So they they're going for it. They said to hell with it. Uh, you know, I I want to deal with the pressure or the noise. And we're going to go for it. We haven't won ever. Has the Browns ever won? So let's just, you know, throw all our chips in and just go for it and deal with it. I, I don't blame them for making the move. Now, I wouldn't have given up, like I, like I said earlier. I think the cost, like with all these picks, is way too high. Yeah, it was too much. It so was too me, much. And, you know, it's not like Cleveland is L.A. or New York or, you know, even Atlanta. It's not like he's going to get... A 24-hour around the around the clock news coverage of what Watson did or whatnot. He's you know he knew where he was going and he knew that you know the windows closing on Cleveland and how good Cleveland can be. So 
you know, hope hope things work out for Cleveland. If not, you know, I would say that they're going to end up last in that division. I think Cincinnati is improving as we speak. They're um, getting better. I think the whole thing with Lamar and Baltimore, they're going to resolve it eventually. But, you know, that team is pretty good. And then, you know, the Steelers, I think that the defense will carry them to many many victories i don't know if they're gonna put up 28 points like they did you know ever <laughs> but i think that they have a good defense i just you know until i see watson on the field i can't say that cleveland made a good move i mean we already know that jacoby Brissett is starting for them you know it's like well, a, yeah what's yeah. baker mayfield gets traded which should happen at at some point because he's some point, right. he's already decided I'm I'm done with this crap which I don't blame him you know, um, but now he's gonna he's gonna get you know, ten cents on the dollar basically because he they basically he can't stay in Cleveland right he can't actually play with Watson no no right he got screwed let me just yeah. say that like I, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the AFC or he's a top fifteen talent but. All the injuries he went through and played through last year, for you to just like turn around and sign somebody else and say, okay, that's that's it, he got screwed, period. Uh, and he's probably, you know, he's pissed, obviously, to say, why did I play? I could have had surgery like in by week like six or seven, but I played through all of this, you know, because I, I wanted us to go out there and, and win or try to find a way to win. And uh, he, I think he hurt himself more by doing so because you know if you look at his numbers he didn't perform well but um i think he got screwed and i think wherever he ends up it's gonna you know he, he needs a clean slate somewhere else i think you know if he's healthy he'll have a chance hopefully uh to earn a starting job somewhere else uh once again well let's 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 talk about the afc because uh, A.A. Ron signed for a big, big money contract. And as soon as I, I heard that, I was like, well, they're not going to have money to get Devontae Adams. So they franchise tagged him. And then they did all that just to trade him to the Raiders. So the Raiders get Devontae Adams. And now they have, you know, that tight end. He's a beast. Uh, they have uh, Carr. They have uh, Devontae Adams. So are they, are they going to challenge the Chiefs in Abs that division? Absolutely. Um, They're pretty stacked offensively. they got good running backs, good good receivers, including slot receiver, great tight end, uh, decent O-line. You know, I, I think it's they'll, they'll be a contender for sure, but it's not a given. Um, it's not going to be a given. Now, Adams and Carr played together in college and that, you know, so it's good to see them, those two back together. Um, and I think they'll be able to connect. There'll be a connection there instantly um, when they get on the field. Um, it's not going to be a cakewalk, but to me, they're a contender for sure. And at some point, we'll probably go through and rank the AFC and talk about, you know, later on after the draft before, you know, before preseason we'll talk about what we expect uh just like we did last year but i would have to think that they just you know they have a shot just like any other team in the afc including denver including buffalo including kansas city uh, 
do you think Kansas City got better now that they got Schuster on the team? Uh, yeah. They, I think they needed a a possession receiver. They have a lot of uh, explosive receivers, but no, not that tough guy. And, and not, I'm not saying Tyreek Hill's not tough, but not like that tough possession guy over the middle of the field outside of, of Kelsey. So I think that's a huge pickup for them. And it was sad for me to see him not just leave Pittsburgh because I think on and off the field, I'm a huge fan of of uh, of Schuster. So uh, to see Juju leave and go somewhere else when I, you know, I was hoping he, he would play out his entire career as a Steeler was uh, definitely disappointing. Yeah, not only that, that, you know, Kansas City gets Devontae Adams, but they also get Khalil Mack from the Bears. So I guess he... No, he, he went to the Chargers. No, he went to the Chargers. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So now the Chargers get Khalil Mack and they get J.C. Jackson. Right. So basically uh, the, the Chargers are saying, you know what, you're getting stronger on offense, but we're getting stronger on defense. So again... Does this make them a contender against the Chiefs now? Yeah, and I, I mean, I remember I, last year I said they they are a couple years away from it. They are going to be on the outside looking in, but they're right there knocking on the doorstep. I I think, you know, signing Mac and then re-signing uh, uh, Mike Williams as their receiver and then bringing in J.C. J. Jackson, that takes them into that contention range for me and i and i get the landscape for the asc is much tougher than it was last year so it's really tough to dissect uh like which teams are going to be in the playoffs but again just like you know um oakland or uh vegas you know i i would think that there's no reason they can't make the make the playoff there's talented enough for sure so yeah so now that that extra playoff spot now it's looking like you know now there's actually more than it, it you know what i'm saying is that if you're an 800 team a 500 team you, that does not necessarily mean you're going to make the playoffs now well it, you know it depends on on like how it ends i think you'll still be in that bubble but i think if you're in the bubble next year you i think you can be a much better team compared to this year and still be at like nine and eight if you will and be a, a you know a better team just because of the competition in the within the afc so I, I still do think there's a chance there's a team that's like one game over 500 still gets in and it's a really good team it's just they happen to and i don't know the schedules off the top of my head but they happen to have had you know play mahomes twice russell wilson twice you know and you know have a crappy schedule uh tough schedule to go through so yeah, because let me. I'm just taking a quick look at the Super Bowl ads, odds, odds right now. So the Buffalo Bills, they're on top plus six fifty. And by the way, you know we haven't talked about it yet, but they got better, right? They uh, they brought in OJ Howard, which is a another person, another player. I was hoping the Steelers would would take a look at uh, to fill a backup tight end position, but he comes in. He probably. I don't know if he immediately starts for them, but he's definitely a second uh, tight end. He's a dynamic tight end that they'll be able to add to their offense. Um, 
They also picked up Von Miller. Von Miller, that's huge. Just again, we were talking about before this when we were recording. Before recording, if you think back to last year's game, again that that Kansas City Buffalo game, they were scoring points at will. They couldn't stop Mahomes at the end. And Von Miller is a huge signing. Um, I think he's going to make a huge impact. Now he's not the same player he was seven, eight years ago, but obviously. They're going to look to him to, you know, at the end of the game, uh, be able to make those that uh, make a stop when they need it uh, to get over that hump. Yeah, that to me was a kind of a head scratcher because there's a lot better players out there than Von Miller. But I guess he's maybe he's sniffing something that I don't know. Maybe he's sniffing a ring with the Buffalo Bills because they're the favorites. Then you got the Bucks. Which, of course, with Brady back, you have to put them up there. Then you got the Chiefs. Then you got the Packers and the Rams. Two I don't NFC see how the Packers teams. are. Do you see how? I mean, the Packers have, like, no receivers right now. But, I mean, I I, I think they, the Packers are favored because every other NFC team doesn't really have a good QB, you know, other than the Rams. Right. You know, who else do you think, other than the, other than the Bucks? The, the Packers and the Rams What other QB that is in the NFC That kind of scares you I mean 49ers Who knows who's going to be their QB right Cowboys might do a repeat Of what happened the, Dak doesn't really scare me Not the way he just He just melted down the down the end of the field So yeah Well the yeah. 49ers are going to have Trey Lance Now Trey Lance was terrible when he played last year uh, As a rookie so he has to have a huge Improvement in what we saw last year. I mean, it, I mean, success. huge. I mean, he's like huge. Right now, the 49ers are in the top six to win the Super Bowl, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? I mean, they're they're plus fifteen hundred. So it's you know, it's like, wow, is yeah. the defense really that good? Is is you know, are the offense really clicking? Even though you don't have a QB, because where do you think Garoppolo might end up? I don't know. At this point, probably someplace like Seattle or Atlanta. There's still plenty of time in free agency, and we're still like a month away from the uh, draft. So he might end up in you know one of those places. Um, where are the Colts? Because well, no one's, we haven't talked about that yet. Well, but. that's what I was going to say next. So the Colts just picked up my Ryan from Atlanta. Again, another team that's a quarterback away. Right, they were on the doorstep of the playoffs, and Wentz fucked it up for them. So, Matt Ryan is an inst- like it's a huge upgrade. Now, I'm not saying that's a perfect team. They still got like to get some receivers and some other weapons, I think. But to me, there's if they if they but, go out and pick up some receivers, it wouldn't shock me if they figure out a way to get in the playoffs with Matt Ryan. Does this make them better than the Titans, though? Yeah, I would think so. So Titans just lost Julio Jones. Where Julio go? They cut him. Has he? They signed? cut him. They they didn't lose him. They cut him. <laughs> yeah. They cut him. So, <laughs> possibly, right? So, I don't know. As long as Derrick Henry's there, I think that division belongs to the Titans. Even if it's if the quarterback is not even not even a good one, all he has to do is not turn the ball over four times in a playoff game. But I think he's, they're going to be who they, you know, I don't know if they're playing the AFC 
West. I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is like, but they're gonna beat up on the team they should beat up, right? As long as Derrick Henry is healthy. So, yeah. But I do see the Colts sneaking in with my Ryan, even even more than just sneaking in, because that that's what happened last year, right? They were supposed to sneak in, and Jacksonville said, "No, you're not. You're not sneaking in." So, I mean, those are the the really big free agents. Can you think of anybody else? Um, I think we touched on, on a lot of players that have moved already. Um, so the holes that they left, we haven't really talked about, right? So Carson Wentz left and went to Washington. So the Redskins now have Carson Wentz. You got Matt Ryan leaving, but they came back and signed Mariota. So my assumption is Mariota at this point is the starter, but they may go and pick somebody else up in the draft. Who knows? Um, there's still plenty of moves uh, to be made there's still a lot of free agents yeah this is only day number nine so right. it's, it's not over right we're just saying you know and i know we're gonna talk about our teams but we're just saying day nine all the big money free agents already moved right they already have signed so this it's not a lot of not a lot of big names left that you can say it's gonna surprise you like you know like the russell wilson or the watson pickup or even you know the uh, Devonte adams trade so it's you know there's still a lot a lot of uh wheeling and dealing to be left yeah well and never say never so nothing will surprise me at this point so and uh mike floor i was listening to his podcast this morning he talked about it now he i mean you can't allow anything to surprise you at this point so if if uh a team like the Cardinals come out and say, oh, we're trading Kyler Murray somewhere. You can't be shocked by that anymore based on what's happened so far this offseason. Um, so I think I still think there's plenty of moves outside of just like Garoppolo moving, uh, Mayfield moving. You know, I still think there's uh, quite a, a bit of moves, big moves that's going to happen uh, this offseason. Uh, the Steelers, they picked up a lot of... Uh well, first of all, a lot of a lot of receivers left, right? Yeah, so we lost three receivers. Um, Juju, we talked about going to the Chiefs. We lost uh, James Washington. Uh, forgot where he signed, and we also lost uh, Ray Ray McLeod. I believe he went to San Francisco. So immediate hole uh, to fill. Now we have our you know number one and number two, but we immediately have a hole at slot receiver that we gotta figure out uh for sure but then you also picked up mitch tabisky so are you rolling with mitch this season or are you rolling with the draft pick this season what's what's it gonna be or well, are they are they gonna compete so if we're gonna are we diving into our team evaluation yeah. now yeah because so, i'm asking you questions guy i really don't know what the steelers are gonna do this year so here's here's the issues like coming into the season right didn't have a quarterback our O-line was terrible. Um, receiver situation with the amount of free agents that obviously now have left uh, was going to be a problem. And then the secondary. Um, those were the main issues, I think. Uh, and then you still had, like, uh, linebacker. What we did against the run was a problem. I think a lot of it has to do with it not playing last year and, and still not really I think making a firm decision of he's playing uh, this year. So that's still a question mark. But as far as the off season moves, we went and got Trubisky. 
I think he want. In, let me say this right off the bat: he's better than any anyone we have on our roster right now. So he's better than Mason Rudolph, and he's better than Dwayne Haskins. Can he be a franchise quarterback on the Steelers? I don't think so. Um, but I think he's a really, really, really uh, good uh, backup quarterback for us, and I think he is for sure a stopgap. Um, and someone that can help us get into the playoffs uh, for next next year potentially, if our defense is healthy, if our uh, if we can get some uh, you know more weapons on offense, and these other moves that we've uh, that we've made, we brought in a center, brought in a guard, we signed uh, a couple corners, and uh, brought in Miles um, Jack as well uh, from Jacksonville. So those are some big moves for us. Um, Depending on how they play, you know, um, I think we may potentially have a chance, but I think, you know, it's an it's an outside chance, it's not a, a necessarily a, a, a good chance. It's a it's like a thirty five to forty percent chance to get into the playoffs. We got everything. We have to hit on all cylinders basically. So, um, did they improve offensively? Yeah, their old line is going to be better just based on the signings they have. Is it going to be great? No, not necessarily. The guys they got, they got at a very good price. All the positions they got. Trubisky was a great price. Uh, Mason Cole, Jason Matt, uh, James Daniels, Miles Jack. All these guys, and this is the, has been the Steelers' way. It's the Patriots' way as well. They go, you know, really cheap when it comes to free agents. But they, you know, they bring in talent, just not top end talent. So. I think these guys will have a impact and uh, we'll do better uh, offensively uh, for sure next year. But uh, as far as Trubisky and what our plans are for this draft, um, it wouldn't shock me if we, you know, someone like Kenny Pickett, who I'm a huge fan of, um, or someone like Malik Willis, who the Steelers apparently seem to be a huge fan of. uh, If they they fall to number 20, it wouldn't shock me if they go after a quarterback uh, and let them sit for a year under Trubisky, you know, for you know, behind Trubisky to develop because uh, most of these guys outside of Pickett, I think, need a year to sit um, to to really develop to be ready uh, for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, what the what the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing are not and not anything shocking to me because that's the same thing that the Patriots do every year. No matter who it was, no matter it was Tom Brady every year, you know, they always, I I follow the team news. I don't really follow what Twitter says. I don't really follow what fans say, you know, and it's like, why, why get your pennies in a bunch over moves that will never, ever happen as long as Bill is there? We're not going to spend a lot of money on free agency. Hell, we did it last year. We spent a lot of money, and it didn't really, you know. I mean, Mac Jones was drafty; he wasn't a free agent, so you know we still don't have an offensive coordinator. So, you know, that position is still open. So the fact that they're saying, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna make a big splash and f- sign a free agent," that's just not gonna happen. It has never happened. Maybe that one time when we traded for Randy Moss back in 07 but you know he i wouldn't say he was a shell of himself but he wasn't the 99 randy moss that we know that was just catching balls after right 
So yeah, I'm not too worried because this is the way that we've been doing it for 20 years. So it doesn't, you know, to me it's not, I'm not raising a concern. Especially for us because in that division, other than the Buffalo Bills, you got Miami and you got the Jets and they're always tripping over themselves. So I'm not too, too worried. So let's talk about what we've signed i've kind of mentioned some names already for the steelers um we still have some holes to fill and again i don't know what we're bringing i I still think there's some free agents that we're going to go after especially as as strong safety is a big hole we lost Edmonds; he hasn't resigned yet we put an offer out there for him he's still exploring his you know other options so hopefully he ends up coming back there's rumors about tyron matthew from what I'm hearing, too, we put an offer out there that wasn't really good uh, for Tyron Matthew, so I don't see him coming to Pittsburgh. So there's an immediate need at the safety position that we got to figure out. Uh, I don't see us putting a rookie uh, from the draft, like drafting a safety and, and expecting them to come in and play and be a starter. I don't see that being successful at all, so I wouldn't be shocked if Edmonds come back. But you got safety that there's we still got a need right there. We have receiver. We talked about that. We got to find a slot receiver. I do think that we're going to address that some, at somewhere in the draft, like uh, middle rounds, not in the first round. Um, we got the quarterback situation. I think we have to find a long-term answer. I don't. It wouldn't shock me if they draft someone this year, but it also wouldn't shock me if they go with Trubisky this year and say, "Okay, let's see what happens next year." Uh, like you know, with the guys coming out or potential free agents um for next year so i think i think it can go either way um i still think they need to find a backup running back for Najee harris i was looking at his carries uh last year comp- you know he i think the next highest carry total um was around 34 carries or 35 carries um that's not good we, we need to have a number two back that can get 100 you know carries uh, on the season, uh, it's too much pressure on Najee, so I think we need to find a a second running back that can come in and and relieve some pressure there. Um, and then you know we're the defensive line. I talked about that a little bit too. If Tuit doesn't come back, that's an immediate hole that has to be filled, um, like in this draft potentially, or you know with a free agent, we have to find somebody else to play on the defensive line because. We got embarrassed last year uh, against the run, and we got to find somebody to plug up the uh, that that hole, um, you know, at the uh, nose tackle position. So those are that's where I kind of those are the needs that are still out there. I think for the Steelers, I I don't think we're done yet in free agency, um, and I certainly think we got to find some some players in the draft to kind of help us uh, uh, for the for next year. Yeah, I mean, the draft is kind of like, uh, it's a good start, but you almost, you know, unless somebody blows you away on the draft or draft day, because you can you can love somebody on draft, but then when you say you got to compete for the position, they don't want to do it, right? They say, well, well, you drafted me, why do I have to compete? And, and, and they're, I mean, unless you're picking, unless it's a player, generally speaking, right, that's in the top you know, let's say 20, yeah, top, top 20. 30, 
you know, they they're it's not uh, definite that they're starting or that they'll be good or they're not more than a rotational player. Um, you know, there's no guarantees when it comes when it comes to the draft. Yeah, you're gonna find some studs and people are gonna be able to play right away in the in the later round. Obviously, that that does happen, but there's no guarantee is what we're saying. So you can't put a lot of your stock in the draft. Um, free agency is important. And um, like I said, I think both teams um, still have some needs that we got to figure out with some veterans in free agents, free agency. And then uh, the draft, I think, to me, is just icing in the cake. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots don't have an offensive line right now. I mean, they signed Trent Brown for another two years and they got David Andrews at center. But then there's other three roles that are wide open. No, no one to fill them so you know this definitely a lot of positions that need to be filled and you can use the receiver too right you haven't signed anyone yet we haven't signed anyone yet and i don't you know don't be surprised if we don't sign anyone because from what i'm reading is that they love jacoby uh, myers they love him they uh love uh what's his name the tight ends both of them uh Sorry, they're not so high on Nelson Aguilar, but mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, who is? But he is signed, so they're not going to release him. Uh, and they're looking for somebody to take and kill Harry. So, you know, and he might might come back because hmm. he's still on the contract. So, you know, it's I'm telling you, uh, people are freaking out as far as fans online. And I'm just like, this is this is typical bill belichick team Mm -hmm. let everybody sign let the high free agent sign and you know we build the team about who wants to win because i I feel like free agency you can divide into two camps it's the people who got talent and want to get paid and then there's people who have talent and they just want to win Mm -hmm. right maybe they got paid already and now they want to win or maybe they always been about Hey, we we I need a winning culture, you know, aka I need to be with New England. I need to be with the Steelers. I need to be, you know, with the Chiefs, which they don't have a. It's just the last couple of years they've been winning, but before that, you know, that wasn't a destination that you would say I want to be a Kansas City Chiefs. So, so you're you're happy with the way things are going right now? You're satisfied with with our your signings for? Listen, the, uh, I am not hitting the panic button. If I was in in your division, I would hit the panic button. Not only because but, but, you have to pay Lamar, not, you have to pay Joe Burrows. Watson. Nope. <laughs> nope. Watson is smoking. Watson is hot fire, hot mess. Why would you want that on a team? You, you know, it's like, no. No, thank you. Pass pass on Watson. I'm very happy with Mac Jones anyways. He's not making 50 mil like uh, Josh Allen will not this season, but the season after. So, and that, and who knows? Maybe that time the cap, you know, may be frozen because I think that last year the cap was two hundred eighteen million, and now it's I think it went up. So, every team is gonna have you know their team in 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 a, in a bind when you're paying somebody that much money. Yeah, quarterbacks like. The pay is just ridiculous. Look at Aaron Rodgers, what he, he's getting paid. Deshaun. Lamar is coming up. That's a big one. Um, so, and then you said Josh Allen, too, right? So, yeah, it's just 
unbelievable um, how much of the cap they're taking up, and it's tough to build a team around that for sure. But we know the uh, layout landscape right now, at least, it's, it's starting to come into uh, into focus for the AFC. And uh, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks in the AFC, and it's going to be an interesting um, rest of the offseason, interesting season for sure once it gets going. Listen, I think that the NFL overall is making a splash as far as all these deals for the QBs and the QB plays getting better. But I'm old school. I still think that if you have a decent, a decent defense or even above average defense, you can shut down some of these quarterbacks. It's just that now we're seeing quarterbacks that can do it all, right? Not just pass, but they can run. You know, they can, uh, they can, uh, what's it called? Beat up players at will, like Josh Allen, just run people over. So these are like hybrid QBs that are happening. I'm not expecting Joe Burrow to do that, but he can sure damn pass the ball. Yeah. So yeah, he can sling it. Yeah, he can sling it. So same thing with Herbert. He can sling the ball. So it's, you know, and not to talk about Mahomes. I'm just saying that these quarterbacks these days, they, you know, they, it's more than just the passing threat. I think that, you know, they have the skill, they have the knowledge, you know, I, I, it is true. It is something to, to, you know, prepare yourself if you're, they went out and fixed their line like instantly, right? They brought in like three offensive linemen, I think. So they they weren't asleep at the wheel. They they know they they're they're right there basically. No, they're so. spending money, and I don't know where this money's coming from. I mean, did did uh, Cincinnati all of a sudden grew? Yeah, who they're paying though? Yeah, they're, there's no one they're really paying. Rookie quarterback, rookie top receiver. So you know. I think they had the, the, some cap space to make some of these these moves. I do worry about Cincinnati and, you know, because their defense was really good, but it was made up of, like, nobodies or has-beens and all that. And I'm worried that they, they're not going to be able to replicate that next year. Yeah, and, well, that and, again, there's... The offense in the AFC, I think, is going to be... It was already good last season with Mahomes and Josh Allen and Herbert to a certain extent. I think now that you add Russell Wilson and all the other names we talked about already, it's just going to be even more important, even more pressure on your defense to play to play good. So, Yeah, this is, this is very... I mean, offseason anyways is always very interesting, but the way that is shipping up... That the, is the way that is shaping up this offseason is probably the most interesting in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't looked at the draft because there's so many different mock drafts out there. But who do you think is going to go number one? Do you still think that that guy from Oregon is going to go number one? No, you're talking about the defensive end, yeah. and no, um, too much. I think there's some question marks about his uh, work ethic. His talent is extraordinary, uh, but in terms of his uh, work ethic, there's too many question marks around there. So, um, Jacksonville has a number one pick. Um, prior to them 
re-signing their uh, Robinson, I think is his name, is their offensive tackle. I think most mocks had them gra- grabbing uh, the offensive tackle from Alabama. It was probably the best tackle uh, coming out. But now that he's resigned, um, Aiden Hutchinson's probably the second uh, best player coming out. Well, he's probably the first best player, to be honest with you. Um, I, I really like him. And then Kyle Hamilton, who's a uh, safety out of Notre Dame. He's, they're two phenomenal uh, players. I think they're the two best players uh, coming into the into the draft. And, and then with Thibodeau, I think that's how you pronounce his name, the guy you're yeah. talking about from Oregon. You know, I think he'll still end up somewhere in the top seven. Um, but again, because like t- athletically, like he is a beast. Um but it's just the work ethic piece. I think people have some question marks on. Yeah, so, I mean, so my he, votes for Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's. I think he's another T.J. Watt. To be quite honest with you, I think he's that going to be that good. Yeah, and I know that you know. Speaking of the Jaguars, they're actually, you know, they're actually going out there and competing in the free agency. I know that they mm-hmm. grabbed a couple of people. And they're not, you know, they're not sitting down. So well, they're overpaying. That's the problem. Well, yeah, well, because they're so they're in a position where they they need a lot of help. So they're just overpaying. They're just like signing everybody they can. And I think, on you know, unfortunately for them, they're. I don't know if the return uh, is going to be that good on on their investments. Um, obviously, I think whatever they get, it's going to be better than what they had last year, especially from the coaching. Let's start there. And uh, Urban Meyer, what, Jesus Christ, what a what a disaster he was last season. Well, um, I, I think that they're overpaying because they know that that divi- that's a winnable division. If you if you take the Col- if you take the Colts and maybe even the Titans, you know, that can be a winnable division for the Jaguars. I'm not saying that they're gonna win it, but I think that they can compete. If the team is right, they can compete, right? So they know. They know they have to stop uh, Taylor for the Colts, and they know they have to stop uh, Henry from the Titans. So I think that they're loading up on that defensive line because they say, well, we basically have the best running backs on our division. Well, I think their big signings have been Christian Kirk, again, overpaid for him, a receiver out of Arizona, uh, and then Evan Ingram. Um, this is for Jacksonville. So those are the two guys they brought in. He's for tight end from the Giants never stays healthy um you know but again your offense was terrible last year you want to add weapons so you're just saying let's let me go out and get add start adding people um i just think that they're overpaying for for those guys for sure but you know i'm not gonna knock them because they're making an effort to improve uh so you know good for them well i think peterson you know wanted to get back to coaching and you know that super bowl win over the new england patriots you you would have thought that he had a five-year grace period but he forgot that he was playing in philly that he was coaching in philly and he got fired uh but i think that he maximized wentz or at least whoever the qb was i forgot his name he maximized him to the fact that he, you know, he won a Super Bowl with him. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, he's. I don't know if he's coach. a quarterback whisperer like they call him, but I think he he's a heck of a better coach than Urban Meyer is, uh, for sure. So I think he'll make a, a difference in, um, you know, um, their their quarterback situation. Um, 
So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. I think they're still four or five years out for sure, in my eyes, from being a, a relevant team. I don't know if, uh, really, I don't know if they're going to contend for a playoff spot. I, I think that they need to win some games in that division first before we can you know say that hey jacksonville is a team to be on the lookout for i and and that it that's a way because i actually like trevor lawrence uh as an individual that can you know that the ceiling is very high on so i don't know what they're gonna do so in your estimation because uh what the next time that we have another podcast is going to be after the player after the draft um, selection. So you think that is Hutchinson as number one? Um, I think it's Thibodeau as number one, even though his stock has dropped tremendously. Um, who do you think is be the next QB picked uh, in this year's draft? So the first QB pick—that's the—that's the toughest question uh, to answer, and where they're going, I think, is the toughest question because we still got, like we talked about earlier, you got Garoppolo, that domino has to fall, and Mayfield has to fall. So the teams that need quarterbacks at this point—I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm talking like immediate quarterbacks. Um, you is, would say the Houston and Carolina, right? Well, Houston seemed to like David Mills, and Carolina has Sam Darnold. So, depending would on you what, trust Sam Darnold though? Uh, most evaluators believe Sam Darnold's better than anyone in this rookie class. Um, that's the problem. Like, most evaluators think this class is not very good. Um, and most of these players, like the top three quarterbacks, are really like shouldn't be uh, like picked before pick 20. This like high, this yeah, shouldn't exactly. be this high. So, if you're asking me if it would be a mistake if Carolina passes on a quarterback and go with Sam Darnold, I'm going to say no, not necessarily, because they have other positions they need to fill. There's other great players. Um, so I might roll with Sam Darnold uh, and wait till next year. There's better quarterbacks coming out. Um, same with uh, Atlanta and Mariota. I might roll with Mariota. Uh, give him a year and wait till next year. Um, same with Seattle. Well, Seattle, I mean, you got Drew Locke. They seem to like Drew Locke. Um, they may decide to. I, I think their quarterbacks, and to be clear, I think the quarterbacks coming out are better than Drew Locke um, and potentially better than Mariota, but they may roll with them. So, as far as who the first quarterback is, you know, I, most, most people are saying it's going to be Pickett or uh, Malik Willis. Um, and I, I think, but you don't think that they're going to be in the top 10. I don't think they should be in the top 10. I think it's going to be, you know, the Steelers at, at 20 looking really, really hard at it. Um, well, this is the thing is that they're, you know, in Houston, they have a brand new coach and lovey Smith. Right. And I think he wants to make a splash. And then in Carolina, Matt Rule, I think that if he doesn't win this year, he's out of a job. So, But you're not going to win it with a rookie. But then you're not going to win with Sam Darnold either. Well, if you improve around, with players around him, you have a better. I think you have a better chance. Now, 
I, like I said, most of these quarterbacks outside of Kenny Pickett need a year to sit, in my opinion. So if you're a team like the Saints, you just signed Jameis Winston. You brought him back. It's a two-year contract, though. Maybe you bring a quarterback in at pick number 18, I think it is, and have them sit for a year. Definitely, if you're the Steelers, you need to consider it. Um, you know, um, what other teams are out there with old, old quarterbacks? Um, the Bucks, right? I don't think they're going to go quarterback with Brady coming back this year, but they may consider it. They for sure would consider it when Brady was retired. So maybe they look, you know, at that late pick. But, you know, I, I, I it wouldn't shock me if there's like, two quarterbacks taken in the first round but it's somewhere between picks like 20 and and 30 somewhere in that or maybe 15 to 30 i think that if there's pressure around you know sam darnold because sam darnold lost that locker room they there was nobody that would that was willing to like go forward and speak up uh even luck has people speaking up for him in seattle and he's he just got there so, and I, I don't know i don't know i can't say that the talent is there for the quarterback for this year but i can say that these teams if they're willing to sign watson but not you know not get a qb even if it just is uh, a plug for sam Darnold for one year i don't know it's just it just seems like human nature goes against everything else and impulse and a lot of these teams and i'm not saying that your team or my team but a lot of these teams work on impulse and mm -hmm. i think that the fan base wants new blood especially in carolina because yeah, they they haven't been to the playoffs in god yeah, knows but carolina's not going to the playoffs in the next like five years i don't care who they draft that quarterback they're a team that was seriously considering and they were putting feelers out there for mccaffrey that's their best player on the team. So they're a team that has a bunch of holes to fill outside of just the quarterback. So they're not winning going to the playoffs in the next, like, five years, I don't think. I don't care who they pick. So, you know, again, I'm not a GM, but with there's a lot of talent for other positions. You talked about Thibodeau, potentially. You know, I see him falling to them. Um, Jordan Davis, I love uh, Kyle Hamilton, I don't see him falling uh, to them. Um, but the uh, sauce, uh, the cornerback, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, that guy to me is like the next Jalen Ramsey. There's so much talent in my eyes in this draft. I'm, I'm not reaching for a quarterback where most evaluators think they belong, like late first round, maybe even second round for most of these quarterbacks. Yeah, we'll have to see because I know you can do 10, 20 different mock draft, and then when it comes to drafting, people just panic yeah, for some reason. Absolutely. When they have that clock ticking, they just they just look at the board and they're like, no, 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 we're gonna pick this guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, I we'll have to see see where they fall, where the chips fall. But I'm gonna say you say this is a hard. I'm gonna say Willis. Malik Willis is going to be the first QB picked only because of the raw talent. And I think that not, doesn't mean that he's going to start right away. But I think that you can pick him and have him sit a year and be like, you know what? 
uh, Sam Darnold or what's his name for the Texas uh, Davis Mills. Even though they do like him a lot, mm-hmm. and I think he I is David Mills played pretty well. He is capable. Yeah, he is mm-hmm. a pretty good quarterback if you give him the talent. But I'm just saying, if you want to make a splash, you draft the quarterback. Yeah, you don't. If, well, you, don't you don't. If you you go to, if you're building a team and you say we just need a good cornerback or we just need a natural rusher, then you pick defense. But you know. Well, Houston has so that's another team that has like I don't care if you put Willis, Pickett, any of the quarterbacks, they're not gonna be better than David Mills when you're throwing to I can't name a receiver on the Texans. They're not gonna be any better. Um, not for a while. There's too many holes to fill. So I I'm not turning my I wouldn't turn my back on David Mills after seeing how well for the most part he played last year. He wasn't you know, consistent, but again, you don't have a strong team around him, but he shows that if you, uh, to me, if you put a good team around, he's capable. He can be capable of, of uh, being a good quarterback. Um, no, he, I mean he was going to be drafted by the Patriots, and they decided uh, he got picked before they got to they got to him. So, you no, know, he he was late. He was, yeah, Mac Jones came. Mac Jones is better. Uh, I don't know where David Mills went. I think he went like second round or something like that. So. But that's what I mean. If Mac Jones was not there, David Mills was going to be picked. So he he does come with a high high IQ. You know, he went to Stanford, so you know those guys have high IQ. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add? Because we're at the uh, one oh five mark. No, I'm excited. I, I do want to say, like I said, there's. You know, a lot has happened already. I think a lot more will happen over the next couple of weeks. I don't think the last domino has fallen yet. Um, I'm still excited for the surprises. The draft uh, itself, we're still like a whole month away. Um, so it's going to be a long month. Uh, this is the period I usually hate because there's not usually a lot of free agency news. Uh, between this this period and the draft but you know i expect this year for these next like three four weeks that we'll see some some other big moves and then the draft is always going to be exciting i think it's exciting for me this year especially because i know for sure we got holes to fill we got question marks that i'm talking the steelers now question marks at receiver we don't have a damn third receiver we got to find somebody in this draft uh quarterback of the future i'm interested to see what the Steelers do do they make that pick in the draft um or do they wait until next year and go roll with trubisky and then what happens with mason rudolph you know if depending on what move you do what's what's going to happen with him or in or haskins so i'm really vested in uh these next few weeks and then the draft i'm, I'm excited for it so you know i afc is unbelievable this whole off season has been unbelievable, but the AFC specifically has just been insane. Well, I'm glad that you're vested in this and know what happens uh, with this uh, free agency and the draft because right now I'm spending most of my time watching live basketball games. So I'm not wake, so wake much. Wake me up when we get to the playoffs. Not so much. Not so much. Listen, this is a very very tight. Uh, Eastern Conference very mm-hmm. tight and I know that uh, my beloved Patriots don't make any moves in free agency but that's fine with me because I've been in cloud nine watching the Celtics mm-hmm. 
beat up on every day about beat the up Celtics. on the whole entire league. Yeah, I mean beat them like to a pulp. So yeah, so I, I haven't really been too excited about what the Patriots are doing because they haven't been doing nothing, mm-hmm. no news, nothing. But I am excited about the uh, Boston Celtics. So yeah, that's where my attention's going all the time now. Yeah, I'm happy. I am happy for the Celtics. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Uh, that's when I'll really start to be, you know, to be vested in in, in watching it. Um, I'm excited for baseball, though, being back on. And, uh, you know, the Red Sox um, making a splash at, uh, what is it, shortstop. And uh, potentially some other moves. So, you know, uh, there's some excitement, to, you know, outside of football. There's There's still some things to look forward to, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I don't get excited until there's actually, until April 1st, basically. Because these are just, you know, games that don't mean anything, really. For baseball. Stuff for baseball. Mm-hmm. They don't mean nothing. So, I do, I am glad that they're making moves. But, again, until they actually start uh, April 1st, first pitch, then I get excited. So, yeah. So I can't really multitask like you do, but right now I am focused. I'm laser focused on That's the cool. green team, yeah. the green and white team. Yeah. That's what I'm laser focused. Right now I'm I'm not a numbers crunchers, but I think that I think I saw a stat that they have they only lost three games since January twentieth, something like that. It's just outstanding everything that they do is outstanding so uh even though i say go patriots i'm definitely saying go celtics yeah for sure go celtics we're still we're fourth place now so last time uh when was it we we're talking about the celtics when we went to the celtics game um when they were here for the magic they were like in eighth place i believe or ninth place at the at that time so but well, they were playing starting to play well if I remember right, when was when was it that we went? Was it the New Year? Yeah, it was uh, in was February. It February. February, yeah. yeah, between the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, we went to see the Super Bowl, and they were they were just kind of taking off, yeah. but they're really taking off. Now. Yeah, now now they're taking off, and and it's not just that they're winning; they're beating really good teams too. So, uh, but you know, I'll wait till the playoffs. I think playoffs for baseball and for basketball is completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, these teams don't play hard until the playoffs start. And then, like, you know, then it's like, shit, I'm not giving up anything uh, at that point. So uh, we'll see what happens when we get to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and we'll keep an eye out. We, we you know, this is going to be intermittently until the playoffs start. But, I mean, until the regular season start. But. We're definitely uh, doing our thoughts. We're sharing our thoughts on the draft and how the draft went. So, uh, and when is the draft? The end of March or end of February? End of April. End of April. Okay. So, we'll definitely meet about a month from now. uh, And then we'll have updates on how the team, how our teams are doing and how your team is doing, basically. Is it going to be... a one-and-done deal, or is it going to be like, oh, you guys are here to compete? Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, Ron, uh, I say peace. What do you say? Peace out. Later. Later.
Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.